Well, welcome to Tech Stay Who Podcast. Today we'll be talking about a lot of stuff from new to who to your favorite companion to episode one and two of the new season series and uh, and so much other stuff. Um, I'm really excited about it. So uh, I'm just going to quit talking and let you start to listen. Here we go. And so with that said, I hope you enjoy it and look forward to it and uh, just keep watch for it. Now, actually, the time Makes sense. All right, here we go. We're recording. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. I thought we'd talk about our, like, new to experience. Like, what was that? What episode was it? Am I first? Yeah, if you want to go oh, first, yeah. Um, well, uh, I started with Christopher Eccleston, and, uh, but I, I was five, though. Well, no, I wasn't five. I felt like I was five. Whenever, how old I was when the first Christopher Eccleston episode came out. And um, I was with my mom in the living room, and um, I saw Cassandra's skin face on the mm-hmm. stretchy thing, and I started crying, so it was fine. <laughs> That's intense. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I've been obsessed with it ever since. So. Okay, that's good. Right. It's just the ninth Doctor, right? Or am I right? Chris Freckleson's nine. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Who else wants to go next? I don't know why I said it was five. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Um, I was nervous. Uh, I got into it because my friends were talking about Doctor Who. So I finally watched it. My friend showed me the fifth season. So that was my first Doctor Who viewing. Yes. <laughs> That's right. That works. Does he want to go? Uh, yeah. The first episode I remember seeing was kind of isolated from when I actually started like getting into the show because I saw it when I was a little kid and I didn't really yeah. like follow up on my interest in it. But it was the episode where they go to that colony that has the cat nurses and yeah, they have all the people that have all of the diseases. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just remember noticing the special yeah. effects, particularly the part when the Catwoman gets the disease and oh, yeah. freezes uh, in yeah. place, and yeah. like you see them like Photoshop everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the graphics of that of you know, that time was hilarious. And, yeah, that's that's like the first episode I saw. I didn't really follow up on it, so I didn't see it for a few years after that. And earlier this year, <laughs> earlier this year, I would say um, I started. Like actually watching again. Mine, mine was like a Voyage of the Damned. That was my first episode I saw, and from that moment, David Tennant saying, stating that whole line, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> this guy seems epic, so I'm like, you know, and I'm just a time travel freak, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, okay, this is it. <laughs> I was like, I have to get into this. And plus, it's British, and I just I love British culture, mm-hmm. and people think I'm weird for that. I'm like, I can't help it. Not among us. Which I'm glad we started this. And you're new. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We're just seeing what, it, what it's about. Why okay. you guys speak this together, really. Okay. That's, that's I mean, a good I've question. I have seen all of Doctor uh, Who. Yeah. Like, well, I haven't seen the old ones yet. Okay. Um, that's fine, as long as you're open to seeing them. I mean, it's a choir taste. I, yeah. That's one thing I gotta say. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, no, taste. I, I want to see them. I want to see them. Uh, I just started watching it, like, during the summer. My name's Emily. Emily. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, my, my old roommate got me into it. 
and like uh, I don't know I, I started with Christopher Eccleston's uh, season and I don't hate him he's not mm-hmm. my favorite mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't hate him everyone's <laughs> Everyone like seems to David Tennant <laughs> <laughs> David Tennant's my favorite Matt Smith is definitely my second favorite yeah. Um, but yeah have you seen Nevermind the Buzzcocks yes yeah there's a really good Doctor Who one yeah it's pretty great yeah. Catherine Tate doesn't know her shit <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> she's ridiculous that's because she forgets everything yeah. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> the reason why we decided to do it is because I was like, there's no one to talk to about it here. And then I was like, I took our history class and I met two other Whovians, which is, you know, like, okay, hi. Yeah. And then I met another two. And then we had to do an art project, which is a video. Mm-hmm. And we went ahead and did the video, Doctor Who style. Mm-hmm. And then we got the TARDIS and everything. And Aww. it was photo composited into their. Because we wanted to build it, but the one that was built was like not what I was expecting. Yeah. So it was, that was a disappointment. It's a little but hard to do the <laughs> So we did that, and so I was like, well, you know, why not make a club? Yeah. And then again, we're making a podcast too to go with it, so why not do that? Okay. And uh, so that's what we're recording right now. I already messed up on the podcast. Too, so. <laughs> <laughs> it can be edited. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess I'll find out later. <laughs> like a scent, like a silent, you know, thing in there. Okay. Right. Um, I wasn't really sure. I don't have cable, and I thought that maybe this was like going to end up are, being like something that we we're all, working like, on. That we're, yeah. if, if it if we ever can get you know find the means Somebody of doing that, <laughs> and uh, we'll be shooting. We'll probably gonna try to do it Monday. Yeah. Watch it Monday. Probably at the same time. Yeah. And also this means it's kind of see what works. Are you able to come today at this time? Does it work? Mm-hmm. And David Tennant, you know, he doesn't get sports. sports. I found that out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Quidditch. If I ever do meet you, we'll have something in common to talk about. Yeah, apparently the there's, a, there's like a Quidditch team. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know someone who's on. Do I? No. Yeah. Is she on it? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the fencing team. Okay, so I guess we can move on to our second topic. All right, so... Your favorite Hugh companion. I always have to go first. You don't have to. I'll go first. Okay. Mine's a rose. My first. Of course, my first. I, you know, and, and uh, second is Amy. What? You know, Rory, Rory Williams, or Pond. Pond. I don't know. I just I like the way Amy is. She's just you know. She, I don't know, it's the Scottish oh, thing. It just gets me, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, she's like Yes. She's <laughs> just obvious. It's like, you know, the hotness also comes from her character yeah. herself. And then it's Karen Gillan is not that far away from her, you know. And that's the best part. But Rose Tyler is one of those that you just, at first I was like, well, she's not very good looking. Yeah, I love Rose. But then, you know, she just got... Billy Piper. I saw her in Diary of a Call Girl. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw Dr. Who. All the sex. Yeah, and then I was like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, so it's completely What's different. What's prostitute doing in here? Yeah. <laughs> she also a pop star. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I love Rose Tyler as well. And I, I do like Donna Noble. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, yes. I, I, third. She was refreshing because she didn't mm-hmm. love the Donna Exactly. Like that's that's, that's <laughs> the thing. As everyone has to fall in love, I just love how Martha cut They had a romance. Martha was just yeah. a rebound, you know. Yeah. Oh, Martha. Um... And I don't know. I mean, I like Rory because he doesn't take any of the 
Dr. Shit. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, someone, uh, well, she's not here, but she doesn't, she didn't care for work because he was just like a Mickey, like, no. No, 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 no. I'm like, no, trust me, in the beginning, he's a little, he's a puppy dog, but just wait. I don't want to do spoilers for you. He's the last intern, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Mickey? Oh, oh. River Song. Yes. I don't know if she really counts as a companion, but she's definitely. She's the wife. I mean, she's not a companion, she's the wife, you know, and that's, you know, it's tough. She was the companion while she was in Amy. Yeah. 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 She was Amy's companion. Yours. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I can. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I'm terrible with names, so the only one whose name I really remember off the top of my head was Rose. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the one that I've seen the most of because I haven't really gotten to the uh, the newest Doctor. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, just, yeah, that's one that we got to establish. <laughs> no, no, you, we have to establish something. We got to know where each other is. You know, yeah, that yeah, way yeah. is the spoilers. So we got to be careful with that. Oh, sweet. It just, I, I, kind of put off watching it for a while because I don't want to get to the part where David Tennant inevitably explodes. <laughs> yeah. And it, so I, I cried. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Moffat does a good job of getting you in there, though. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Moffat. Such a good writer. I'm really glad he took over. Mm-hmm. I know there's, like, a lot of people who are like, frustrated with mm-hmm. him, but I don't know. It's like That's what he does. the show went mm-hmm. way up. I mean, you know, I, I love Russell just... D. Davis, but it's like, he, sometimes he played it safe. Yeah. In a ways, and Moffat's like, you know, I'm gonna take you, you know, for a ride, <laughs> and you're gonna like it sometimes when you be scared and not understand. But I always got it under control, so shut he up. Got bullied off Twitter last week. You did? Moffitt, yeah, he left Twitter. You know what? Yeah, that's right. Death threats for the latest two episodes. That is so silly. Yeah. Really? People like. That. I know. Yes. It's like the latest episode with uh, Queen of I that's when he got bullied off Twitter, but I think it was just like. Osmond, probably. Oh, oh because... Like, yeah. Like, you know... Sexist. I like Osmond. Sexist? I know. Oh, my oh, God. Sexist. But um, that he was, like, picking all these pretty girls for companions and stuff, and it's like... Okay, but so, let's be honest. Karen Gillan is not your typical... Yeah. And plus, it's... it's the industry. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I think that... That they do a really good job of and Donna Noble, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, keeping like a, a very like cast and, and having interracial relationships. Oh, so there's time. even like homosexuality mm-hmm. that's like covered in it. Yeah, it's just like British television does a better job of that than yeah. American television. They does. do definitely. So where are you in it? Oh God, uh, I think the last episode I saw was with like the Rhino people or something that were the bounty hunters so looking for. Okay, okay, Martha. Martha, Martha's first. Yeah, Martha, like when she actually came back and became a companion, not just that woman who screams all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I kind of know what happens with her though. Yeah. It's so. hard. To, it's hard to like take your time in that when you're that far. <laughs> it's like shut up, spoilers. Ever once Rose left, it was just like. I know, I was like... It took me a while to, like, to Donna. We have something. Just you wait. Oh, yeah. I I remember hearing that she makes some sort of comeback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she does. And it's it's kind of depressing when that happens. It's it's bittersweet. (laughs) Depressing for him, not so much for her. Yes. She gets compensation. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I would want that too. <laughs> yeah. 
event here, um, how I started watching Doctor Who was season five. My friend showed me, so after that I started from the beginning, and now I'm rewatching season five again. <laughs> so, I'm trying so to watch classic having, or, Yeah, so, I'm are you turning season five like? Because it's a little mixed up for me. Like on, it's on Netflix. It's like they'll say season five, but it's like definitely not season five because season five would be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's um, with Matt Smith. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's the thing. It's like this is the new yeah. it's classic Who. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. They do definitely divide it. Yeah, yeah. Haven't seen any adult. Who. It's an acquired <laughs> taste. Yeah, I <laughs> but it, it's, it, it drew me in the first episode because it's refreshing on how the Doctor is. You're so used to him the way he is, and he's nothing like that. And again. He's just a grumpy old man. It's like refreshing. He's just like, he has no patience for humans. And, you, and you're so used to him being nice to humans and having yeah. a, a heart for them. Here he's like, you know, you're stupid. You're, you know, you're nothing. You can't even comprehend TARDIS. You know? <laughs> I'm sure that you guys have, like, seen the comparison, like, the, the crossover between Harry Potter and Doctor Who. Like, which Doctor Who, or which Doctor would be... In which, like, house? house? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. A lot of people say that, like, David Tennant would be in Ravenclaw. But I think a little part of me thinks he'd be in Hufflepuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, he's a badass, but there's a lot of yeah. Hufflepuff like people that were badasses. Yeah. <laughs> I think Hufflepuff, too. Yeah, I'm a Yeah. How did work with the Instagram? Yeah. Adam Gordon put me there. I'm going to argue with this. I was so Severus Snape. Come on. True. 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 Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're talking first. Okay. I guess I'll go. I'm pretty sure there's a way we can talk about episode one and two without getting too spoiler. Yeah. I can plug my ears if you go to my topic. I you know, that's like, uh... Yeah. <laughs> okay, with, you know, what's your name again? Is it Oswald or...? Oswald Oswald. Oswald. Are you happy the way he took that? I'm not going to make any judgments <laughs> so far. Like, a lot of people are really angry, a lot of people Wait, really love I think it, it's Stephen Moffat. It's like, people need to step back. It's Stephen Moffat. Yeah, he can him write himself out of that shit. corner. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely writes himself in the corner, but you know, with him, he he does that, and you think there's no way he can get out of thing he does. He will. That's why he likes about time travel so much because you can get out of it. I believe in Moffat. So mm -hmm. Okay, something I never really got. How do they decide where to go next? I know it just kind of seems like they randomly end up somewhere. Exactly. The episode, like they never they really decide to go anywhere. They just like pull some According to TARDIS. She takes him always where he needs to be. Yeah, okay. yeah you'll find that out later. Because there, there is, you know, which we'll be talking about the TARDIS, there is this, like a symbiotic relationship between the Doctor and the TARDIS. Is he stroking the TARDIS again? Okay. Do we have, like, any ideas um, who could be the new companion? Like, if it's not... No, I'm not I sure if you guys have rumors about Rory's dad being a companion, oh, and I'm a little bit, yeah, Arthur Weasley, come on, yeah, right. that'd be, be interesting. Fantastic. 
I was I was just happy that they had two people from Harry Potter. Such and and yeah. And, and, and Sherlock. I was live streaming it like so much Harry Potter and Sherlock. Yeah, was yeah and I, I keep hearing things about Benedict Cumberbatch being the new master, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, yes. That'd be very interesting. Because he would be the I best master. And then there's like rumors that he, he'll so be the new doctor, and I'm just like, uh, well, people are saying I heard Tom Hiddleston yeah. is going to be the new doctor. Actually, yeah. That would be awesome. Which, which I would. Oh, I read a Tom Hiddleston vlog, so that's all I'm saying. He was Loki. Loki. Uh, God, he's everywhere uh, on Tumblr. Guy, guy. <laughs> he's everywhere on Tumblr. I'm one of them, so just saying. <laughs> Hiddlestoner. Yeah, I'm a Hiddlestoner vlog, yeah. Yep. It's funny, he goes from Hiddleston to the Benedict. Benedict. Mm. It's, it's oh, my dad. I'm, I'm a bit, I mean, I like, I like Tom Hiddleston. But, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm more of a Sherlock. I mean, do you watch Sherlock? Mm-hmm. No. But I have I have seen the picture that compares Benedict Cumberbatch to an otter. <laughs> if you've seen that. Yeah. I feel like he's a lot more attractive in the show than he is, like... It's the character. Did yeah, you watch yeah. the, 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 the pilot that was not aired? No. His hair's completely... It's better. Is it to me, it's better. It's like, and this one, it feels like it's a wig to me. Yeah. Physical wig. And the other one, it's more natural. But people, I don't know, someone said, like, it's too styled. You know, she looks not going to style his hair. It doesn't look styled. Yeah. It looks natural. Yeah. And he wore jeans a lot. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I thought about his hair that much. When it was I did. I was like, what is I thought about many other things. It's not that curly. <laughs> but yeah, you need to watch Sherlock. Okay. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah. Sherlock. So yeah. He's just a really good, and he, yeah, he took over Doctor Who later on. Okay, I take it off support I haven't gotten to yet. Well, he's, okay, yeah. have you seen? The first, yeah, the first series is on there. Yes. The second series okay, came on TBS. Yes, it came on. PBS has their own masterpiece thing. I did not collection. Know. Okay, cool. Master theaters, so they showed Sherlock series two on PBS. I watched it again. It's kind of weird to tell where all the different landmarks and production changing isn't. You can definitely see it once you get to like the fifth season. Oh yeah. Like with Matt Smith, they even changed like the intro. Yes. Even with the newest season, they changed it again. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you like the new intro? I like still it. I like yeah. the yeah. I like the new title. I'm stuck in David Tennant forever, so. <laughs> yeah, as, long, as much as I love David Tennant right. as a right. designer, I did I not like the logo. Not <laughs> 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 he's married already. No, yeah. doesn't matter. He can't have it either way. That's what he wants. I just want to see his face in cooking dinner. Right. Cooking dinner. I love that cooking dinner. I just want to cook you dinner. Tom Hiddleston to like cuddle me and hold my hand and then I want David to like do stuff. Also cuddle me and hold yeah. my hand. Yeah. <laughs> I just like Miami Ponches like she's like a friend and then just turns to something else. Yeah. One of those natural progressions. I was thrown off. You know. <laughs> yeah, both, you know. Yeah. Ghosts. 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 Okay, so we can move on to the timing mommy of Doctor Who time travel. And that 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 kind of, that uh, special talked about how time travel, you know, is a possible one and which time machines of all the time machines that have been created, which one's more likely to work. And the first one they talked with the TARDIS and I couldn't say no because they don't even know how works. Yeah. You know, Wait, are you talking about like an application to reality? 
And you know, I'm, I talk about how to grow Torx. I, you know, there's a whole site dedicated to how to grow one. You talk about all of them. And I brought, I did my own research. So I thought I'd share, share with that. But the one that, uh, the time machine from the movie Time Machine, he says that cannot work. Um, and these are physicists, physically, you say the word physicists, talking about time travel. These aren't just fans talking about this is scientists talking. And uh, they said the one that will work, though, is the DeLorean from Back to the Future. That's what I was going to say. That one works because you're going fast. And that's how it works. Time, time slows down yeah. when you go fast. How would it so, go back? Oh, sorry. Which yeah. physicists were, were talking about this? Okay, uh, Michi Okaku is my favorite fit one. And uh, she's British, I can't remember. She comes on, I think, uh, how the universe works sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. It, I mean, it's it's hard to wrap your head mm -hmm. around because like the idea of time travel is just almost absurd. That's <laughs> the thing, though, is you're so used to the movie world of time travel. Yeah. No, no. There is, you know, of doing it like going yeah. into space. The astronauts. That's time travel itself. Mm -hmm. You yeah. can do that. Yeah, do viewing time as a linear line mm -hmm. also applies to it. Mm -hmm. And really, uh, to me, uh, my research, it's it's the way he says the timey wimey do. I don't, yeah. think, it's, I don't it's think it's lying. Yeah, it's there's no like, way it could be linear. Yeah. Yeah. The way I mean, it works. That, I think that one, to me, if, if time travel were possible, that one would be mm -hmm. the most logical. And so. that's like you, and what the time, if we ever could get to time travel, we first, could, if we use the DeLorean way, you couldn't go back. Yeah. Go forward. You're the uh, stacked photograph theory. Well, yeah. By that logic, okay. we're time traveling yeah. right now. <laughs> My thing is, is what's the what's the what's the deal with the uh, you know uh, changing the time of day, the daylight savings, and all that? You go back one hour. I'm like, well, that's time travel itself too. Right. You know, to me, you're just splitting off another timeline. Yeah. Every time you mess with that, you know. So there's another self, you know, doing something else at three o'clock. You know. Okay, so you. so you uh, adopt the uh, alternate timelines. Yeah. Idea. Uh, Michio Kaku, he talks all about this, and he talk, He says, you know, there's different dimensions kind of just stacked upon each other. Mm -hmm. So for right now, the dinosaurs can be walking through here, because you know, he says it's like it's like a radio, mm -hmm. and it's like we're set to one frequency, and sometimes you might pick up a frequency, and that's deja vu. When you feel like you've already done something, that's because you're picking up a transmission from your parallel self. Of course, yeah, you already did it in another dimension. That's really weird. Yeah. And so if we can find some way to, you know, switch that dial, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty intense. It's like, wow, that's amazing. And this is actually an experiment you can do with time travel. It's called time violation. That's proof that time can be, you know, malleable. You can mess with it. You get two stopwatches, identical. And you start on both, leave one, jump in your car, and drive around for maybe 20 minutes at maybe a constant speed. Come back and then stop both. I think it's the one that's with you. That time is slower than this time. They won't match up. Usually by the seconds. They don't match in the seconds. Yeah, it really seems that something that happens a lot is time is always relative to how fast you're moving, mm -hmm. yeah. like progression of reactions and stuff. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. 
was like, wow. I haven't done it yet, though. And so now we go into how to grow a TARDIS. And this stuff, you kind of have to approach it with, okay. <laughs> so to, like, try to kind of accept what they're saying. Grow a TARDIS? Yes. I guess I haven't gotten to that yeah. point yet. <laughs> TARDISes are not built, they're grown. Okay, so it's like a Millennium Falcon, pretty much. It's an organic robot. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an organism. Because if you think about it, it's, it's, it's bigger on the inside. Yeah, on the outside. And the fourth Doctor actually talks about how it even works. And he took one cube and stuck it over there. And that cube was small. Mm-hmm. And this cube was vice versa. He put it over there and he grabbed it and puts it over here and he asks his companion now does this cube not fit in that cube? She's like yeah. That's because it's so far away. That you can fit anything inside anything as long as it's far away. It's called um, trans-identional dimensional something technology. So the only the way it works is because the inside of it this is really just a doorway. When you walk into the TARDIS you're essentially not in that space anymore. You're somewhere far, far, far away. Like, close to the constellation of Gallifrey. So, I was like, wow. And so, for you to understand it, here is <laughs> the UR universe. Okay. I, th- I knew there was multiverses, but no, something has to encapsulate the multiverses. Okay, so, it would be kind of like, basically, this is a black hole that leads to mm-hmm. a room that's... Mm-hmm. Somewhere else. In yes, that's kind of like a wormhole type thing. Um, so you have the U- UR universe, which is a big bag. Go ahead. All the other universes inside, and inside your universe, you have your like four uh, dimensions: length, width, height, and time. And then you have your fifth dimension, which is time, space, vortex. And the Time Lords created the vortex and the web of time, which records history. That's how we're able to go into history and you know, and see it. Before it was, I guess it wasn't being recorded. <laughs> so you have this time vortex going through each universe. It doesn't go into, some of them because they're parallel. Right. And you can't jump with them. The Eye of Harmony, which we'll get to later. And uh, so we go to this one, and in between each uh, universe is the void, which is just, absence of anything. And then inside of a universe, you have the existence of normal space and space. And so, we go, here's the universe, Gallifrey's galaxy. And so we can go here, outside of Gallifrey's galaxy, you have the hyperloom, the null zone. And then there you have, they use, like, called black transfer mathematics. <laughs> and they're basically mathematics that can create anything called space-time event. And so they create this metaphysic thing with the mathematics and also this capsule. This is an artificial black hole called Eye of Harmony, made by the Time Lords. And they use that to link these two together. This will soon become the interior, the, the, the you know, TARDIS itself. The capsule will soon become the thing, phone box, police box. So that happens. And then it goes, it's sent to the, so that shows, Gallifrey's Galaxy, the Hyperloom, it's the mathematics this way, it gets created in there, born, 
and then they send it to the neutral construction docks where the capsule is stuck in this box, which really is the shell of the TARDIS, which with the chameleon circuit turns it to the police box. So this time, don't forget that they're linked together now with the eye harmony and something else came out. And then after uh, the gray prints are sent, which basically shows the color, the size, everything about it, the, the DNA of it. And then it's sent to the on Gallifrey to the dry dimension dockyard cradles. And that's what a TARDIS looks like when the chameleon circuit's turned off. It's a kind of gray rectangle the sliding door comes out and you walk in like that. So if you ever shot a TARDIS, you wouldn't be hurting it. Because one, it has a shield around it. Two, you'd just be hurting the shell. You couldn't destroy it. So where is the actual sentient being located at it that makes up the TARDIS? It's like the creature that is the TARDIS. Well, the, that's the uh, soul of the TARDIS, which is kind of spread out across all time and space. Okay. And that's the part I still can't wrap my head around. Kind of reminds me of uh, this one theory, and like, this is a what happens after you die theory, like I'm not trying to go into religion or anything <laughs> like that, but <laughs> there's this idea that basically since we're surrounded, like all of space is filled with information, that mm -hmm. when you die, basically the concentrated information that makes up your consciousness disperses and basically your consciousness becomes a part of everything. Oh, I think I've heard of that. Yeah. So it kind of falls in line with like the Buddhist idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, once you walk into this TARDIS, you're not there anymore. Yeah. You're transported. So if I shot this and let's say I blew up the TARDIS, I didn't hurt it. I just, I just blew up the door. Yeah. And that person's trapped, essentially. How does it work, though, whenever, like, something crashes into the TARDIS and shows up in the chamber, like in the, uh... The console the Voyage one. for Disaster one, I think? Yeah. Oh, okay, with the time yeah. That's yeah. the Christmas episode, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. whenever the, the okay. ship crashes into the side of it. That, that's because it was... That ship's in space. Okay. I think, yeah. And uh, it crashes into it, and as long as the TARDIS is still connected, you're gonna get into it. You're going to okay. get it. So that's just pretty crazy. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around this whole TARDIS being all time and space. Well, I guess it's not in the hyper room anymore. It's, it's not in here. It's, they open the door and they let it just spread across time mm -hmm. and space. And essentially what happens though, is like, let's say my fist is, you know, the TARDIS itself. And TARDIS is connected. How it travels is, let's say, invisible vortex right here and it just gets it basically and shoots it into the vortex extends it like that and then uh, kind of has to dissolve itself materializing itself that's how it gets places and without the time vortex it wouldn't it would be more difficult to time travel and that's kind of the just of it <laughs> the I'm still not even like 100% like, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I know some of these words. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, uh, I was like, could not understand it at first. Because it's a lot of stuff that's like, now what, now what? How's that work? You're trying to understand. You just kind of have to take it as it is and put it together. Not really knowing exactly what this piece <laughs> does. 
Oh, and then when, a tar when a Time Lord purchases and gets registered to the thing, once the Time Lord walks into it, the TARDIS senses you and hooks up with you with the symbiotic relationship. And if you know if you walk in, and you're not supposed to be there. Basically, it just transports you. I'm sure if it kills you, it transports you somewhere. It's, it's a pretty neat machine. <laughs> so, so it, it is an organism. It can make a bond, obviously, and it spawns with its. Oh, yeah. It's a time lord. thing you were talking about earlier with the stopwatch in a car, mm -hmm. it kind of makes me think, um, have they done any tests where they do a stopwatch on Earth at the same time they do a stopwatch on a space station? They didn't do that, but they've done, um, back in the 70s, they did a, with a, one on an airplane, they flew it around the world mm -hmm. and checked the time, and they went, they went in time, forward in time, a couple, either minutes or seconds. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I've heard that you age slower in space. Yeah, you do. It's like, essentially, when you're in space, yeah, you, you're you're in the future. <laughs> you're up there two years, and you're, well, one year passes up there, it's not already been two years up there. So essentially, you're on the future. <laughs> it's pretty neat. Any other questions of how it works? Input. <laughs> I knew that would help me wrap my mind around it. Um. Yeah, it's like, you know, just, I might know, it's just it's stuck in there. Where to start? There's one thing I can ask is, you know, Rose looked into the heart of the TARDIS. Mm -hmm. What is that? Where does that go into the heart of the TARDIS? is... Because you were saying it's spread out everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the Because you got to realize that. You know, obviously the interior is far away, and that's kind of connected. So you have the actual TARDIS itself floating in space somewhere in the hyperloop. At the same time, that's it's like a, the heart of the TARDIS is not just encapsulated in there; it's also being connected through time and space. It's like interweaved in there, so it's kind of plugged in. If that's a way of uh, imagining it, <laughs> so it's it's kind of like it's plugged in to it. Because remember, the time lords created the time vortex, so the vortex itself is kind of a part of the TARDIS because it's connected with the time vortex. Does that help clear it up? It's like you know. Okay, here, here's the way. Let's say you have, it's a horrible example, tissue box. Okay, and let's imagine the tissue sticking out. Now let's imagine it not stopping, but it goes everywhere inside the room. And that box is the TARDIS. And then you have another little hole, and imagine your rose. And you kind of pull tissue. That, imagine that tissue being time and space, the heart of the TARDIS. Has that help? Yeah, actually. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> <laughs> something's clear. <laughs> so it's, I mean, so that's, that's kind of the way it's, you know, it's coming out. But it's just not really in the TARDIS. It's, it's in the TARDIS, but then it's out of the TARDIS, you know. It comes out a different way. And it's 
interlocked, linked. That's how I see it. So is it easier to kind of wrap your head around it? Well, easy is definitely a relative term. Yeah. <laughs> it's somewhat feasible in our minds. You know, it's, yeah. I hope it's uh, understandable. Okay, I, mean, I guess, is that a wrap? I guess so. Yes, sir. Next time, uh, I think we have a lot more stuff to do. Now leaving text stay who Well, that was the end of the first podcast. I enjoyed myself a lot and I feel like everyone else enjoyed themselves pretty much. Uh, it was pretty good for the first one and uh, we look forward to the second podcast, which will air um, next Friday. And just look forward. Just look for it on Facebook or uh, Tumblr. Bye.